Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Welcome back to Brunch and Slay. It's me, Amira, and I am so happy. Right now, I'm recording this show. It is the week before Christmas, so it is the holiday season, and I am happy for reasons that you don't think I would be happy for. I'm really happy just to still be here and to uh, be able to share this journey with you guys. 2018 has been full of so many amazing things. I'm looking forward to 2019. It's been full of surprises, ups, downs turns, circles, upside down, all kind of madness. And I'm still here and I'm smiling. So I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful for each of you guys who has been sharing the show on your social media platforms. It's amazing. Those of you who've been liking us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen, I see you. I appreciate you. Uh, For those of you who are hard-headed people and still have not done your review, all I want for Christmas is your review. And you'll be listening to this in the new year. So all I want in the new years for you to stop procrastinating (laughs) and get that review out there. Five stars, two sentences. It takes literally two minutes. So, you know, that's my homework. Uh, You know, you guys, this show is something that feeds me just as much as it feeds you. So this week we have someone who I think you're really going to enjoy. We have Miss Lakeisha Woodard. What she is, is an international author and she's the founder of A Sister's Truth. So I want to welcome to the show, Lakeisha Woodard. Hello, Lakeisha. How are you? I am so good. How are you? I'm doing well. I really am. I'm happy to say that. I am doing well today. <laughs> and I say today. <laughs> I know. Emphasis on today. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, a crazy couple of weeks for our family. and uh, But it's, we're here and, and our life, go, life is going. So yeah, I'm here. Yeah. yeah, you you already know. I know that all too well. So. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about a sister's truth. Yes, yes, yes. I get so excited to talk about a sister's truth. So, a sister's truth is my purpose in action. It's a personal development company where I teach women through one-on-one coaching, group coaching, classes, and courses on how to use self-awareness as a tool to live a purpose-driven a purpose-driven life. And I decided to start uh, A Sister's Truth out of a need that I had a while back. And um, I am a survivor of sexual abuse. So my transition from victim to survivor of sexual abuse um, started when I decided to discover who I am, right? And on that discovery, I had to go through therapy because I really needed to uh, acknowledge that I was sexually abused for eight years and then heal from that. And that started my self-awareness journey. And so I know how it feels not to have the support uh, that we need to get through, you know, the, the hard times of life. I know how it feels not to have support from family. I'm the oldest of all my sisters and brothers. You know, I'm the first graduate from high school to go off to college. So I know how it feels not to have anyone to turn to to just educate you on what it is that you need to do next. And so with a sister's truth, I provide that 
for my clients. You know, I share a lot of my personal experiences with my clients. That's why I am a sister coach, you know, because that's my way of, of making myself different from other life coaches because I share my personal experiences with my clients in order to create that sisterly bond. You know, because I truly believe that we are all linked by our common life experiences. So by being transparent, I'm able to create that bond. So my clients feel comfortable enough to share some of the deepest, darkest fears. Because in order for me to truly help you progress to that next level, I'm going to need to know your deepest, darkest fears. And so as a, as a sister coach, you get the support you need because I literally jump down in the trenches with you to help push you past your mindset blocks. So I'm all about challenging and not chastising my my clients. You know, and as a as a sister coach, you know, you get the hard truths from me wrapped in love and tied with inspirational bow. Because it's those hard truths that we don't want to hear that we need to hear the most in order to progress to that next that next stage in our lives. And um, who better to tell you that than your sister, right? Because <laughs> right. it's going to be 100% honest with you, you know, and tell you exactly what it is that you, that you need to hear. So that's the sister's truth in a nutshell. Well, and I love how you do a play on words. You know, most people would be yeah. there and see that you're African American woman and think that you're saying you're a sister and you get and you are and you're not you're not denying that. But you know, right. pain transcends race and ethnicity. Um and I heard Absolutely. the most you know, I, I have to I heard the most beautiful quote not too long ago about, you know, there's only one race, there's a human race. And mm-hmm. pain, hurt, heartache, everybody can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um so why was it so important for you to give a voice to other women after dealing with your own pain? Because when I found my voice, that's when my life changed. When I fell in love with Lakeisha, that's when my life changed. And so it's so important that we find our voice. It's so important that we believe in ourselves and that's what I needed to do in order to progress. Because initially, initially, like I said, being the oldest of all my sisters and brothers, the first to graduate from high school and go off to college, you know, I was living to be an example for my sisters and brothers, an example of success. Because we didn't see that. You know, I grew up in a project right outside of Chicago, so we didn't see that. My mom, you know, was on welfare. My stepfather is who was the... who sexually abused me. I was sexually abused by my stepfather for eight years. He also physically abused my brothers, emotionally abused my mom. So we didn't have an example of success. So I put it upon myself to be that example, which was fine because it was what I needed, you know, to go off to school and and do what, what needed to be done. But for me to truly blossom, there were some things that I needed to deal with. And that was the sexual abuse. And within that, I found my voice. And when I found my voice, I became powerful. I became powerful. And so I know how it feels to not be heard, to not be seen, right? And I know how it feels to be empowered by just knowing who you are. And so that's why it's so important for me to share my story so other women can be encouraged and so other women can get the help that they need so they can truly find, find their voice and be the person that God created them to be. That's beautiful. I mean, you, your light is shining. I can hear it in your voice when you talk about um, a sister's truth. I can hear you light up and hear the transition. I can just about imagine 
what that journey was like and how is it and we hear this word all the time self-aware and mm-hmm. self-love and mm-hmm. you know me time mm-hmm. and all those great things but mm-hmm. how is it that you truly know that you're there that you are self-aware because a lot of times we think we are and then and, and maybe it's just a constant growth levels to it so tell me your perspective on what you think i think it's a little bit of both it is a it's, it is an ongoing process but you know when you're self-aware, when you are taking your emotions into consideration, when you're able to recognize why you do certain certain things. I'm self-aware because I know what ticks me off, right? Because I'm in touch with with my I'm in touch with my emotions. So, you know, for instance, if my husband, you know, comes home and I ask him to do something and, you know, he doesn't do it. I ask him in a certain way because I know if he doesn't do it, how it's going to take me off. So I talk to him a certain way. It's just being in touch with your emotions. And it applies to every aspect of your life. If you're working a nine to five and you are a manager and you're the type of manager that, um, like not doesn't like to be like a, a micromanager right so if that's how you are then you know train your people give them the autonomy to you know do other tasks within that within that job because you have a person that does don't want to be don't want to be a like a, a micromanager and be all over you know your employees then help them to grow Right. And so it's just being in tune with your emotions and your inner feelings and how it plays out when you're in different scenarios. That's how you know you're self-aware. Yeah, I think that's so true. I literally was talking to a girlfriend of mine and I was telling her about how how someone rubbed me the wrong way. And I was allowing myself for about two minutes to be annoyed with them. And then I stepped back and I said, why is that annoying you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why is it annoying you is that what's really annoying you or is it something else and then I dissected right. and realized it was something else right and I think th- that is true growth I think literally and I said this I don't know how many episodes I've, I think this started Jen Sincero I'm gonna blame you and I'm gonna thank you for opening that window in my <laughs> mind when I, and you are a badass I don't know if you read that book yeah but she says you know a lot of times when people do things irritate you it's typically because you do it or something along those lines or something that you want to do and you can't. And when I heard that and I listened to that book over and over again for a while and I thought, Hmm, there's a lot of truth to that. And I think that opened the door for me to really start doing a lot of self-examination that I probably, it's really easy for us to get on our soapbox, right? I'm perfect. It's you with the problem. (laughs) You're the one with the issues, not me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that truly was when I definitely started becoming a, a lot more self-aware and more conscious of my, the role I played in, in, in struggles and, and angst and things I was just bringing on myself by just not being true to the situation. So I agree with you. 100. Yeah, 100%. You know, I contribute, you know, self-awareness to the fact that I got married because in order to meet my husband, I needed to do something. I needed to do something different because I realized that I was meeting these same crazy guys over and over again. Mm-hmm. What's the common denominator? me mm-hmm. so I took a moment to to look at me look in the mirror and say okay Keisha what is it that you're doing or what is it that you're not doing that you should be doing and what I did was I threw out this two-page list of all these qualities <laughs> that my future husband needed to have and that opened up the door for me to meet other guys because according to my list 
my husband wasn't wasn't on the list at all. Oh wow! Right. Wow. I I, com- I married the complete opposite of my list. So had I not taken a moment to t- be honest with myself, look in the mirror and say, Keisha, what's going on with you? Why is it you still, you know, dating these same type of men? And then take action. And, you know, I had the courage to switch it up because we can look at ourselves and evaluate ourselves all day long. But if we're not taking action, we're not having the courage to do something about it. Mm-hmm. We're still going to get the same results. Yeah. You got to do the work. And you mentioned that also, yeah. you said you went to therapy and that's, I did. Yeah. I think I love that. And you know, it's no, there are no coincidences. Lately, there's been a number of women on the show talking about their journey through therapy mm-hmm. and they've been women of color and multicultural women alike. And I think that the stigma is leaving about seeking help because we don't know it all y'all. And even if you go to church, you go to counseling, are you really going to tell your pastor all your business, the real nitty gritty? Like, let's just be real. (laughs) You're not going to do it. It's very rare that you will. Um, I think that says a lot about why uh, our culture right now is on a on an uprise. The African American women are killing it. We're creating their own space and their own businesses. And I think there's a huge awakening right now. And that's what I like to call it. I keep saying I don't know what we're gonna call this moment in history when we go back and my daughter's reading this in high school and they have this moment in time in the history because I don't know what they're gonna call it, but I'm calling it our you know our awakening. There's, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many Renaissance women. There's so many women who are just saying enough is enough. You know, mm-hmm. and men too. I'm not going to discount men, but there's something about this generation, this window of millennials, exennials, um, that are just kind of like going away from things that we saw happen in, in relationships and our parents and our loved ones and realizing that didn't work. You know, even disciplining our children, you know, that's not always just because it's always been done doesn't mean that's the best way, you know? Right. I think we're exploring options and in our culture, traditionally, you know, it is what it is. If it's not in the Bible, if if it's not this, then it's wrong. And that's just kind of what had been passed down for generation. And I think we're bucking the system and asking more questions and we're, we're creating a better society and a better uh, culture for that. So I commend you for, you know, stepping out and then sharing your pain. And and literally like you said, another thing that was beautiful about how, that pain led you to be an example and that pain is what pushed you to finish out that example. So it truly mm-hmm. in all of that darkness, light came because you were able to become this person who was awake enough to seek help and to seek a better life. So that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, it, for me to get to that point, I needed to leave my situation. I had to embrace change. And that's something else that a lot of us are too afraid to do. We don't want to change and we fight it. But see, I needed to have come up out of my situation. I needed to leave my family because after high school, when I went off to college, I left Chicago and I went to Atlanta, Georgia. That's when I got the help. That's when I went to therapy, you know, to heal from the sexual abuse. Had I stayed in Chicago, I probably never would have received the help. I probably wouldn't be the woman that I am today. I don't know, you know, because like you said, you know, therapy is taboo in our, in our culture. It's taboo. So my mom, she didn't know anything about therapy. I probably would have never gotten into therapy, but sometimes God needs to take us up out of that situation so he can do a work in us. And we need to stop fighting the change and embrace it because with change comes growth. And Everything changes, guys. Everything that grows changes. Everything. And we have to embrace it. 
more Brunch and Slay after this. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash brunch and slay. And now back to brunch and slay. So the, the women who you work with, who are these ideally, are they mostly women who've experienced sexual abuse or who is your ideal person? So my ideal person is, it's not just, um, victims of sexual abuse because as a life coach, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychiatrist. So they don't come to me for help to heal from sexual abuse. That's something they have to go to with a therapist my ideal client is someone who is pretty much kind of sort of having a midlife crisis a midlife crisis or someone who just really wants to live a more meaningful life and they're trying to find a purpose so for me in order to find your purpose you have to become more self-aware and there's three phases of self-awareness that i coach my clients through depending on where they are on their journey and that's to discover define and live your truth to discover your truth means to become aware of who you are. To define your truth means to identify what gives your life's meaning, i.e. your purpose. And then living your truth means to live it out. Because once you know who you are, you have embraced your, your purpose, now it's time for you to live it out. And that's where a lot of us get stuck in between that, you know, that define and that live your truth phase. Because to live your truth, you literally have to embrace and accept all aspects of who you are the good, bad, and the ugly, and present that person to the world. And people shy away from that because when you do that, you open yourself up for judgment. People are going to always have something to say. They're going to always, you know, give their two cents to you no matter if you ask for it or not, right? And so to avoid avoid that judgment, we, you know, stick with being quote-unquote normal, yeah. So I want to hear about Discover Truth, your online course. Oh, yeah. So Discover Your Truth it is a six-week program where I literally take you through several different steps on how to discover your truth. It comes with uh, exercises. It comes with audio where I'm literally, you know, giving you instruction and also sharing a lot of my story. It's a self-paced course and you have access to it for a lifetime. And it's been, it's been really good. I enjoy creating that course. Wow. Okay. So I know you also, I mean, you're a lady who does a lot. So you also have a new book, 31 Days <laughs> of Manifestation. Is it Manifestation? It's Man- 31 Days of Truth, Manifest Your Passion, Power, and Perseverance. Yes. Tell us about that. Yes. Yes. So my book, 31 Days of Truth, is literally 31 days. I'm going through a different issue, common life struggle that we all go through. And I give you tips and tricks on how to turn that issue into a triumph. Now, I did it in this format of 31 days because I wanted to, you know, write something that you can read quickly, that you can pick up, you know, and read and get straight to the point where you need that motivation, encouragement to, to move forward. 
right? Because we need to feed our mind every single day. And so I wanted to create this book and write this book so women or men, because men have bought the book too, you know, can literally find the inspiration and encouragement that that they need. And a lot of um, the issues that I talk about in a book, we all have experienced it. Like for instance, on day 27, this is the most popular day <laughs> of those who bought the book is no, a complete sentence, a complete sentence. So I tell you how to activate the power behind your no and why it's okay to tell someone no, right? Because we fall into this trap of thinking that we have to be everything for everybody. And when we do that, the person that suffers is us because we're doing everything for everybody. So we really need to activate our no, activate the power behind our no. And I also, you know, talk about when to say yes. Day 16, say yes. Because different opportunities come, you know, come across our path every single day. But we're so afraid to just say yes. And we find ourselves years later being regretful because we didn't say yes and we didn't go after our opportunity. Oh, so, that's so true. Yeah. So I talk about, you know, so I talk about that in the book as well. Day one, I start off with telling you the secret to success. That's how I start the book off because I think it's important for you to know the secret to success. So you can have that in the back of your mind for when you read the rest of the days, because I don't know why and you got to read the book to find out what i say is the secret to success is but um, i don't know why we we uh don't want to share it like there's enough room for all of us to be successful there's enough prosperity for all of us we need to stop having this scarcity mindset you know and share what the secret to success is oh i agree i think um i think it's just human nature it, to some extent why people hoard um I guess things that could help others prosper. Um, mm -hmm. For me, I think the way I've always, I guess, combated that or not necessarily struggle with that is I, I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I probably make a lot more friends and acquaintances, acquaintances than most people. And mm -hmm. I love seeing the people who I love and who are in my wheelhouse thrive. So I'm not going to hoard information if it's going to make you shine. I'm not yeah. one of those people who's cheering for you with a side eye. If I'm cheering for you, I'm cheering for you. You know, um, I think that's something that we have to teach young young people and we have to teach them that at an early age by our actions. We have to teach them that we support other people and we have to teach them how to lift other people up and how to give them praise. Like I try to teach my daughter how to give people compliments, tell them you like their hair, mm -hmm. tell them, you know, if you like something somebody has on, always tell them mm -hmm. because you can make somebody's day. It's so, it's mm -hmm. so simple. It's so simple. But, so I, yeah. but I think we have to start that at a young age. And um, I, I, I know that you're right. So with you dealing with all of these things and juggling so many things, what do you do to relax? Like, what is your downtown, downtown life? You know, I start my mornings off with um, reading the word. You know, I made a, a, a commitment this year to be more spiritually connected. So every morning, I start my morning off with reading the word. That's how I start my day. Um, if I'm having a crazy day, I'm that type of person that likes to go meditate. I don't have a problem with just sitting in silence. I like, I love to just sit in silence and just let my 
thoughts just flow and just get them out. That's something that I do uh, when I'm on my downtime. Another thing that I love to do is I love to record in my voice diary. When there's something bothering me, if I'm having a bad day or whatever, I pull out my phone and I just get my thoughts out in my voice diary. So I'm, I'm all about self-care. And self-care doesn't just have to be a massage every week. Right? <laughs> you're right. You're right. For me, you're right. Because sometimes self-care, even tonight, I got home first. My husband and my daughter were here. And just having that good 30 minutes yes. alone was all the self-care that I needed. Yeah. All the same care. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked previously and I told you how I um, lost my brother un- unexpectedly, you know, and to help me to get into the swing of things. Another thing that I did too was I took myself out to the movies just to be able to escape reality for a second. And that was the way that I was able to, you know, help myself to push that reset button. So it's, it's, all different types of things that you can do to really like wind down and to hit your reset button, you know, and tons of things that you can do for self-care. Yeah. I think the important thing to do is just kind of, I think a lot, I'm glad you said all the different things because a lot of times people tend to think you need a lot of money or, or right. I'll do this later. It's a bubble bath for me sometimes. Sometimes I just mm-hmm. pour like a half a bag mm-hmm. of Epsom salt in there and have a salt. So mm-hmm. that is like everything with a little lavender essential mm-hmm. oil. Put on some good music. Yes. Good yeah. Light some candles. Yeah. 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 It, it's the simple things. It doesn't take a lot of money, but it takes the time and the effort and the dedication to realize that you are worthy um, and you deserve, you deserve that. You deserve Absolutely. it. Girl, you Absolutely. deserve it. Whoever's listening, you deserve it, girl. You deserve it. <laughs> yes, honey. All right. So on another note, okay, you know, this is brunch and slay. So I got to know, where's the last place you brunched and who were you brunching with? The last place that I brunched. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, but it was at Denny's. <laughs> hey, wherever it, whatever it takes, right? <laughs> that Denny's but we first we went to the Cracker Barrel and because I had an event to attend uh, Cracker Barrel you know Cracker Barrel is always off the chain it's always busy and it was was an hour away and I just did not have the time and it was a Denny's around the corner so we went to we went to Denny's but I was brunching with my best friend who has a nonprofit here in Houston Texas so yeah we brunched and caught up oh you live in Houston I do. I live in Houston. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. I heard the accent. You are so funny. I, I don't know. if I know you're from Chicago. How, how long have you been away from Chicago? Uh, <laughs> over 20 years. I oh, okay. Well, then, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when you're brunching, are you a Bloody Mary or Mimosa or Cure Royale kind of lady? Mimosa. All right. So mm-hmm. now this is something that's really important to me about Brunch and Slay. You know, as you came on the show, you were vulnerable with us. You shared your innermost secrets and you shared your passion and you poured into us. So what I want to know is what good vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you get to where you need to be? Oh my goodness. Like I just mentioned before, I lost my brother unexpectedly a couple of months ago. So if you guys can just continue to pray for peace uh, for my family, not just for me, but for my family as a whole, that's that's all I need right now. Just please pray for my family. And we can do that. And I, and and I also, you know, I think it's important that you guys do that now. It takes two two words, two seconds to send that back out there. And Lakeisha will feel it. 
her family will need it. And, you know, I just think we have to do a better job of pouring back into one another in any capacity that we can. So I'm, I'm, that's your guys' call to action. Go ahead and say that prayer right now. And let's touch and agree for healing and her family. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world. Who are you brunching with? <sighs> this would be a, this is an obvious answer to people who really really know me. Jada Pickett Smith. Ah, uh, yeah. Who, that's that's who I'm brunching with. Jada Pickett Smith. I absolutely love me some Jada. I've loved her for a long time. Since her days on um, a different world. Oh yeah, Lena, mm-hmm. Lena, uh, <laughs> Lena. I always, I always think of her in that character with the shells on her braids and you know <laughs> all that sassiness and Right, I just want to say her little spunky attitude. You know, yeah, her sassiness, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she's killing it. I love watching her evolution and how she is sharing. Uh, her normal with everybody. I, I really think that she is she's helping a lot of people right now, and I think she's found her space. I 100% agree, and and it's funny that you said that you love her evolution because I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, when she came on the scene for a different world, you know, everybody loved that show, right? Of course, and in my family, nobody went to college, so there was no talk about going to school. So. I see this show and I'm like, okay, this is what it could be like. But I never saw, I still never saw myself in school until J.D. Pinker jumped on the scene as Lena. Then I was able to see myself in that situation. So that's what really inspired me and put the fire up under my belt, you know, to really want to get in school. And so as I grew and grew with her, I started to do research and realized that, you know, she grew up with a single mom in Maryland, you know, kind of sort of in the projects, you know, so I was able to relate to her story, like a lot. And that drew me to her even more. I became her biggest fan. And I'll never forget, several months ago, I was listening to an interview that she did. And she talked about how she was up for the part of six on blossom are you familiar with that show oh yeah 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 yeah. she went out for the the um character of six and she actually got got the job but decided to turn it down because she said it didn't feel right and because it didn't feel right she turned it down and she decided to wait because she just knew that her perfect role would come i.e. a different world and so when I heard that I just broke out in tears because it realized that if Jada would not have just waited on her purpose right listened to her gut that probably I would have never seen her on a different world because she would have been on a totally different show in a totally different character she wouldn't have impacted me the way that she did and I probably would never would have got that fire up under my butt to really go to school so when I say that I love Jada like, I really love Jada because it takes balls. It takes confidence to say yes to your purpose and making that commitment to walking your greatness every day. And so I have much love and even more respect for her after I heard that interview. Man, that's, that is amazing. And it's so, it's so awesome how I know Jada has no idea. You never know why you're doing what you're doing. Uh-uh. And obviously, she was in tune with something because she wasn't a well-known actress then. To turn that down, no. people probably thought she was crazy. I'm people sure thought she they was thought crazy. she was crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Blossom was a hit show. I mean, she was yes. killing it. Yes. I love Blossom and yeah. I love Six. But yeah. that, that doesn't mean I would have loved Jada in that same way as Six, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So if I could brush with anybody, it would be Jada and I would tell her that so she oh. can know why. Well, you just did because she's going to hear this one day. I know she yes. will. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. So my question is, what in, what part of your life are you currently slaying? Um, you know what? I'm slaying my business. I'm slaying in my business. You know, I have been meeting some amazing women. And with my show that's coming up in, in February on on Facebook, Living Her Truth series, you know, I'm providing a platform for other women to come on and, and share their testimony. And I've gotten some really, really great reviews because I started the show back in August. And it went from August to September to October. And I had to stop abruptly because the, you know, the sudden death of my, of my brother. So I'm picking it, you know, so I'm picking the show back up in February of 2019. So I would say that I'm slaying it in my, in my business because people, women are really um, being a drawn, being drawn to me and they're really being empowered uh, to just share their story and to be more transparent and just be more of themselves. Anytime that I can motivate another woman to be more of herself, I'm killing it. And I'll, I'll, I'll say cheers to that. So, so where can people follow you? How can they support you? Sure. You can um, go to my website, www.assistestruth.com to find out all things Lakeisha and Assistance Truth. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Assistance Truth. I have a YouTube channel, Assistance Truth. And you can find me on Facebook at Lakeisha Marie. That's L-A-K-I-T-I-A. M-A-R-I-E. So plain and simple, guys. Make sure you look at the show notes and support Lakeisha. Uh, Lakeisha, of course, I am so thankful and full of gratitude that you shared your evening with me and you shared your story with the Brunch and Slay tribe. I know that there's somebody out there who you touch today. There's always someone who who can resonate and who who respects and is thankful that you shared and you gave them a little push. So thank you. And I'm wishing you so much success um, in 2019. And, And and after, but definitely in 2019, I pray that it gives you more than you ever thought it would, could ever bring to you. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much. And okay, guys, so you know what time it is. If you like what you heard, do me a favor and share, uh, share this episode on whatever platform that you, you, show, you social on the best. It's late and I had a glass of wine, so forgive me. You know, I love my cocktails. So share it on whatever platform you socialize on the mo- most, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, because we're on them all. Tag us and we'll shout you out. If you haven't done your review, you know what time it is. And no matter what, most of all, if you don't do anything else, I want you to remember that if she can, I can. We all can. I'm Amira, and this is Brunch and Slay. Have a great day. Bye.